0: I swear to God, I forgot it was ever Claire's season. I really did. Claire? Whomst? Never heard of her. They
1: tried to keep her relevant in the beginning. And like, I remember the franchise being like, Claire and Dale will come back throughout the season. No, they came back once. And Claire was like, I
2: want babies.
0: No. And Dale was like, wait, what? And then we never saw them again. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. Here we are again. This has taken 12 years off my life and it's finally done. We're free of the shackles, release me God. Dobby is a free elf. I'm so torn about it because I'm like, it felt like it was 12 seconds and also 12 years. Well, it's weird because I complained the entire time, but also it was the only serotonin boost in my week.
1: Oh, it was like absolutely the only thing that I looked forward to. But also the only thing that I, compl- not the only thing, I complain about a
0: lot. But on a positive note, because Taisha's season is done and we're going to be going into Matt James' season, first of all, two stellar leads. We couldn't have gone wrong. But second of all, we are really excited because we are announcing a drum roll. Make a drum roll. I don't know how to make it. Beautiful. Um, We're going to be doing our first giveaway. A
1: huge giveaway. Like so much stuff in this giveaway. Get ready.
0: As you know, every week we've done small business features of small businesses that are owned by people we know, friends of ours, etc. And so some of them have teamed up to create a giveaway package for one of you. We're going to be announcing it next week, all the details of it. And then we're going to be announcing the winner the day of Matt James premiere, which is January 5th. Fourth. So again, we're going to be going over details next week, but make sure that you are following us on Instagram at don't insult my podcast and that you're subscribed on whatever podcast app you prefer, because the details are also going to be announced in a little mini sewed where we go over all of it. So that'll come up in your feed, but only if you're subscribed.
1: Shameless plug, but also it's so much fun. Like we're so excited as you know, like we talk about these businesses because we love them so much. And we're so excited that So many of them have chosen to partner with us and come up with just like such an incredible giveaway. Like if I won this giveaway, I would be unstoppable. I mean, I would just be too hot to trot.
0: That's not even me like saying it because it's our podcast. So we have to say it like all the stuff is legitimately so cute. Let's talk about the end of Taysha's season. Yeah, it came to a came to a close. Uh, not really a shocking close, but we'll get into it. Last night was fantasy suites. Tonight was the finale. I know that we're going to get to the finale later in the episode, but I, can I just start by saying that I fucking love that we didn't have an after the final rose. I loved it. I hate after the final rose. I think it's so boring. The only thing I ever enjoy about after the final rose is when they confront exes. Cause that's so awkward and uncomfortable. I like that portion, but then we get, that's only like 10 minutes for each ex and then we get a full hour and a half of the couple that's engaged and I simply don't care like I'm happy for them but I don't care. So what
1: I'm hoping they'll do is they'll throw in an hour or 30 minutes in Matt James season depending on what they want to do if they're very ambitious they'll interview Ben and Brendan and Ivan and if they're not ambitious they'll just interview Zach and Taysha, which will take 45 seconds and should take 45 seconds basically all I care about is like are they still together are they happy And who has animosity. Right. So I think they'll do that, but I'm glad that they didn't do it. It was like, we don't have time. Just- Let's not.
0: Yeah, we'll get to it. But I think the only person that really would feel any animosity or has the right to feel any animosity is Ivan. But I think he's too much of a sweet baby angel to have animosity. So like it would probably be a boring after the final rose.
1: They're all too nice. It wouldn't be a fun a- after the final rose. Brennan would be like, you know, I just love her. I think she's great. Like they, none of them would be mean. So it would be boring as fuck. Unless they interviewed Ed, in which case I would tune in. They did not do an after the final rose. However, they did start last night with Fantasy Sweet. Dates. They do the first date, which is Ivan. Ivan
0: got wronged. I hate when they do these. Justice for Ivan. He was like, the fan favorite, the producer favorite for so much of the season. And then in his last two episodes, they royally fucked him. Like they did everything wrong with Ivan these last two episodes.
1: The thing with Ivan's date is I will say I liked it better than Brendan's date only because Brendan's date was like, what? <laughs> like, where did this come from? But Ivan's date, it's so weird. They did this on Sean Lowe's season when they do a world record date because then
0: you're setting a world record with someone that you're not kind of marry. So basically the, the synopsis is that Ivan's Ivan and Tasha are on a date and they get put into this like polar plunge ice bath thing. And they are attempting to set the world record for the longest, coldest kiss. Now, I think this is made up. Like, I don't think that's actually a world record. I think The Bachelor is like, kiss in an ice bath. It'll be awesome. But regardless, they decide to set this world record. And, and I know that this is producer prompted. But Tasha is like looking at the camera. She's like, I just know that if we can conquer this challenge together that we'll be able to face all the challenges of life and I was like really what
1: (laughs) that has nothing to do with
0: anything (laughs) so as they go into the challenge and she's talking about how important it is that they set this world record I just wrote in my notes my partner and i have never set a world record slanty face slanty face slanty face (laughs) so i guess we're gonna break up i don't know i guess like if you haven't
1: set a world record together is it even real it's always weird to me when they do this sean lowe did
0: like the longest kiss i think and then he didn't marry her that must be so weird the kiss actually isn't the weirdest part for me in case you didn't get to visualize it with us they're sitting in like barrels kind of and They're in separate ones. They're not together. They're in separate ones, leaning and kissing each other. And some poor intern at the La Quinta had to go in the barrel beforehand and duct tape a GoPro to the inside of the barrel so that when Ivan got in the barrel, we got a full shot of his penis. And I'm not saying that to be funny. Like it was invasive and so unnecessary. I didn't need it. No,
1: the GoPros were weird. We also got a full shot of when he reached around and grabbed Tasha's butt later. You could have just done the outer shot, would have been fine. I mean, I don't mind that he grabbed her butt. I think that's great.
0: I love a consensual butt grab.
1: I love it. Yeah, that. I do. But I don't like want to see every detail of the bottom half of their bodies, especially when they're setting a record for longest kiss. So like, what does this have to do with anything that's happening?
0: These people are mic'd and on camera. From the moment they wake up until the moment their head hits the pillow, they are being recorded something like 18 hours a day or something insane like that. And you mean to tell me that in 18 hours of footage from that day, I had to see Ivan's dick? They had this man on camera all day. It was so
1: invasive. Anyway, yeah, they set the record. Congrats.
0: Who was the world record judge that they brought to the La Quinta tested and quarantined. This man got tested for COVID for this show like four times. And there are people that like, can't book a test that have COVID. So they could quarantine this random ass fucking guy so that he could judge the world's longest, coldest kiss and longest GoPro shot of Ivan's penis.
1: And the best part of that was that Chris Harrison was like a person who all of bachelor nation loves. (laughs) Then it was this guy. We were like,
0: okay. Bring back Wells. My sister and I at the same time said, we want Wells. And during the kiss, during the kiss, Chris Harrison and this random guy are commentating on it. And Chris Harrison says, quote, Taysha is suddenly very calm. He says this moments after he's explained that the water temperature is degrees below the water temperature that you can get hypothermia at. And then he's like, "Taysha is very calm. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's freezing to death. Should someone check? Check her
1: pulse, please. I wouldn't take an ice bath anyway by myself. I definitely wouldn't take one on a date and I definitely wouldn't take one while kissing someone.
0: While Chris Harrison is commenting on it. especially Chris Harrison commenting, maybe if Wells were there, I would consider it. Before they move on to the dinner portion, they cut back to the guys. And then one of the most iconic parts of the entire episode happens because this entire time, people have been saying that Zach C., We've said Nick Vile, but the more common comparison is that Zach C. looks like Matthew McConaughey. Which I have said since day one, I was like offering Matthew McConaughey, great value Matthew McConaughey. Zach C. is doing an interview with producers and literally all they show is him going, all right, all right, all right. When he finds out that he has the next one-on-one and it was iconic. So fucking Matthew McConaughey,
1: he knows. He was like, I know who I am. I know my brand and I will stick to it. And the cuts back to the house, by the way, during Fantasy Suites, I hate when they have all the guys together. Like just, they're hanging out in their rings alone they don't normally i just mean this season and last season like they had the guys together this season peter season they had the First girls together, together yeah. it's so weird they normally don't do mm-hmm. it and that's why i hate it because they're trying to make drama because they can't travel or whatever. Th- these guys all have separate rooms of La Quinta. They're not hanging out. Right. So they're making them hang out to have weird
0: conversations about like, how was your date? All the cutbacks were so bizarre. For those who maybe haven't watched as many older seasons, the typical structure is that hometowns are usually not at a La Quinta altogether. They usually actually go to people's hometowns, which are all across the country. So. Typically after hometowns, they all meet up at usually in LA at some location for a rose ceremony, and then they go into fantasy suites. But from hometowns on, the guys do not live together anymore. They're separated. They don't really have any interaction with each other because they normally want to create like a sense of paranoia, if the guys can't talk to each other and they don't know how every other guy's hometown went, they're all kind of paranoid, which is usually what the show wants. But for some reason during Peter's season, they decided to change it up, probably because the girls were all dramatic and annoying, and put them together to create tension. And in this instance, I get it more because they're all at the La Quinta, but it's just stupid and it it's awkward and it creates unnecessary dialogue they're clearly just bringing them together
1: for drama and honestly all the credit to the top three because these guys were like a little paranoid
0: there was a little bit of weirdness obviously awkwardness but none of them were like shitting on anyone else one of my favorite parts of the whole episode is when zaxi says uh as ivan's about to go on his date he says ivan's a good dude i would let my sister date him i don't know if i like my girlfriend dating him so we go to the dinner portion and very standard dinner portion date on this show but basically ivan tells her that he loves her um she says that she's falling for Him too. He does get the invitation to go to the fantasy suite and thus begins the first, the second time actually that we fuck Ivan over this episode. They show up to his fantasy suite date and it is literally a trailer. It's a trailer.
1: My ex boyfriend lived in a van and that's what it looked like.
0: And at first I thought, okay you know, they've all been staying in La Quinta hotel rooms this entire time. So maybe they're just trying to do this cute little setup offsite. So I thought all the guys were going to get trailers for their fantasy suite dates. But then as it turns out, no, they got beautiful suites and Ivan got a trailer.
1: Well, I said, I was like, honestly, that trailer is like my dream home. But what I meant by that is when I alone like travel the country. That's what I want to live in. I don't want to like have the first time I sleep with someone be in that trailer. That's nerds.
0: They were like, Tayshia likes Zach the best. So he gets a townhome. Ivan, you get a 20-foot trailer.
1: Yeah, it was really... It was, like, cute in theory. It's, like, that could be a cute thing to do for a weekend when you're already, like, dating someone and have slept with them before. But it was such a weird thing when it's, like, your first time being alone with this person without, like, a billion cameras. And you're like, oh, cool, it's this.
0: You're in, like, a full-size bed in a... Like, literally... When they were showing the camera of them like making out or whatever, like Ivan could literally put both arms out and touch both walls of the camper. Like it was so small. That bed was a twin and a half. So basically Ivan's date goes well. They wake up in the morning. They sit and have breakfast outside the trailer. Pretty standard, cute. They say goodbye, whatever. We move into Zach's portion of the date. This is how you know that Zach is Tasha's favorite because Ivan had to sit in a bucket of ice Zach shows up and they're like, Hey, you want to roll around in some paint? And he's like, sure.
1: <laughs> you just get to like make out with your girlfriend and like roll around in paint and like get in the shower together to shower the paint off. Like it was like the sexiest thing I've ever seen, like, and not been involved in. I was like, Jesus. Like for me personally, Zach is a bit of a maniac, but for Taisha, I think he's really good for her because like, he's so go with the flow with everything. She's like, we're going to body paint. He's like, all right. And they like laugh and laugh. They pour paint on each other. Like
0: they just have a silly goose time. I feel like Tasha takes herself very seriously, which is not a bad thing. Like she should take herself seriously, but I think, what I've liked about her relationship with Zach is that I feel like he brings out a fun side of her more than some of the other guys do like she's takes herself seriously but as we've seen from
1: like Paradise when she was with JPJ is like she wants someone who's fun and this is what I've always said about why I like Zach why I like like even Ivan has had his like fun fun moments and Brendan and this is why I've always been a little bit more hesitant towards Ben is I'm like I just haven't seen as much genuine like smiles and like fun and laughter and I see that the most with Zach and I think she really wants someone like kind of goofy not to the extreme of John Paul Jones because oof but to to the point of like he's stable but he makes her laugh and that's like honestly what I've what I just feel she she's always been looking for as we've seen from other seasons she's been on and that's what I love about Zach and I love that about their relationship is they always laugh and he knows
0: how to make her laugh I love Zach I think he's really he's he's one of those people that he speaks in platitudes sometimes but like when it comes from Zach it always seems very earnest he says so now might be a time to stop being a jackass and tell her like meaning that he loves her which I just thought was so funny and so then we go to the dinner portion now here's Here's the moment that Zaxi read me to filth. So I was watching this at my friend Lauren's house, who's in my COVID bubble, so don't come for me. But I was watching this episode at my friend Lauren's house and I had just finished explaining to her mom how I'm about to be an aunt for the first time. And I made a joke about how I was so ready to to fulfill my destiny of being the fun aunt. I say this and then Lauren's mom goes, well, have you ever considered having kids of your own? And I go, I don't really know. Like it's changing as I get older, I think, but like, I've always just seen myself as the fun aunt. I finish saying that commercial break ends, dinner portion comes up. Taysha brings up to him that he has mentioned to her that he wants children, but his family didn't seem to know that. And Zach dead ass looked me in the eyes and said, I always envisioned myself as being everybody's fun uncle. And Lauren and her mom both just turned and stared at me.
1: He he basically was like, my opinions have changed. Totally get it. Especially like with Zach, who's like super mature. And like, I think that he has learned a lot throughout his life. I think that he's very mature. And I trust the fact that he has changed. I feel like Zach genuinely just really gets Tasha, Like really, really gets her. And I think she really gets him in a way that like, we don't see as often.
0: Zach tells her that he loves her and she says very clearly, I love you too. Which typically, again, if you're newer to watching this show, typically, you know, these are rules that only exist in like the world of The Bachelor, but typically because the lead is down to a few people at this point and not just one person, the contestants will say that they love the lead and the lead will say something like, oh, I'm falling for you or oh, I'm whatever. And usually the actual... I love you is reserved for like, when you've picked the final person, which is why a few years ago, uh, Ben Higgins gate told two ladies that he loved them. And Everybody was so shook that he did that. And now it's like very commonplace. So she says that she loves him too. And again, this is a big moment because earlier in the episode, when Ivan says that he loves her, she says, I'm falling for you. So there is a clear distinction between the way that she feels about Ivan and the way that she feels about Zach.
1: Yeah. They have like a cute, I mean, whatever happened, happened. And then they wake up in the morning And and um, they're, like, having a pillow fight and jumping on the bed. And you're like, what is happening?
0: Producers didn't just walk in in the morning and they were jumping on the bed. Like, that's simply not what happened. <laughs>
1: hey, guys! Welcome back! Come on in! Come on in! We're just jumping on the bed! Like, that's not what happened. Then we get to the mess of it all, which is the Brendan of it all. And you guys know, like, Brendan is my pick. If I were on the show I would pick Brendan I don't think Brendan's right for Tasha but it is what it is anyway so Brendan's date Brendan got literally fucked over we're saying Ivan got fucked over which he did Brendan got fucked over because Brendan <laughs> had to go on the ring date which was him looking at engagement and wedding rings with Tasha with Neil Lane there Brendan has never watched a like a full episode of the show so he didn't know who Neil Lane was strike one Brendan looks like he's
0: gonna vomit the whole time They're looking at rings. And also for those who maybe don't remember, Brendan has been previously married and he has explained that he is a little bit trepidatious about getting so quickly into another engagement or marriage. So very clearly they gave him a date that would make him uncomfortable in hopes that it would stir up some drama. They wanted to drive him to chaos because they did, you know, weeks
1: ago, they did the lie detector and he was like, I don't know if I'm ready, like whatever. Like there's been things that show us that he's like not ready. However... I think Brendan is... It's clear that he really liked her. Right. I think Brendan is good at expressing how he feels. And so I never like worried about him. But we have this date. He's clearly very nervous. He's clearly like sweating. He just looks like he wants to throw up the whole time. He looks like he wants to die. Same Brendan. If I had to look at wedding rings, I too would feel that way. I'm 23 and single. So it's different. But so then Brendan, they go to the dinner portion. And this is where we've seen in the preview that there's like some little drama drum. And Brendan basically says he doesn't know that he's ready. He thinks that he has a lot of work to do on himself. He's very, very eloquent about it. He's very clear that it's not her who's the problem. Like, it's not anything she did. It's not this. It's just, like, he's like, I just don't think I personally am ready. And I think I need to figure my shit
0: out. He says that he wants all this stuff. Like he wants to be married. He wants to have kids. He loves Tasha. But there's a part of me that is still broken and needs time to heal and grow. I want to give you my whole heart. But as I sit here today, my heart is not whole to give you. So eloquent. Anyone who's ever broken up with me has been like, oh, I just don't like you that much.
1: Guys who break up with me are like the vibes are off. The last guy who broke up with me is like, I talked to my ex and she said I was leading you on. And I said, are you leading me on? And he said, I don't know. And also to not make the excuse that it's because Brendan is 31, the guy who broke up with me was 29. So there's really no excuse for that behavior.
0: (laughs) This podcast wasn't started as a platform to roast our exes, but it like really has turned into one, which I appreciate.
1: So Brendan very eloquently describes exactly how he's feeling. He literally, honestly, it was probably like a five page MLA format essay. Honestly, I have so much respect for him for doing this. Like, I think it was so much better than going through with the fantasy suite and then later being like, no, or waiting for the rose ceremony.
0: Yeah, and that's what Tasha says too. She says that the next day to Rachel, that she was glad he did it when he did it. When we see interviews of Tasha talking about it with producers and she says like, I'm just upset because I really thought it was him. When I met him, I really thought it was him. And it reminded me a lot of... Becca Kufrin, when she got engaged to Garrett and she had to break up with Blake, she was basically talking about why that was so hard. And she was like, I really thought the entire time that it was going to be Blake. And then it just wasn't. That was a choice that Becca had to make. It wasn't made for her, but it kind of reminded me of that. Cause I think sometimes we talk about front runners and how they're the front runner at the beginning and then they win. But I think sometimes like in the beginning, someone who stands out really strong in the beginning, just kind of Peters out a little bit.
1: And he went on Bachelor Happy Hour today and like talked to Rachel and Becca. And Rachel kind of grilled him, which I don't blame her for. But I think like the biggest takeaway that I got from it was like, she was like, you're going on the show with like knowing that you're going to get engaged. But I think honestly, and I haven't been on the show, I have literally no grounds to stand on. I don't know anything about it. But it is a process. And like, I think he probably went in thinking, yeah, I could totally get engaged. I could totally do this. And as it goes on, you get nervous. I mean, I think I could get engaged every time I meet a hot man who talks to me.
0: So like things change. I also think when you're signing up for a show and there's going to be 30 contestants, you're like, yeah, I could get engaged, but I'm not going to win. You know, like if I ever, if I ever went on the show and I was on the show with 29 other women, I'd be like, okay, no way I'm going to win. You know?
1: I mean, I totally get Rachel and I love Rachel and like everything she says. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm." but when she was grilling him, I was like, okay. I mean, he did sign up for a show where you get engaged, but like it does, it's a process. It does change. Like things change, opinions change, feelings change. Like, it's okay. And I appreciate, even though he did make it really far, I still appreciate him like self-eliminating and being like, you know what, I have to take a step back, like I have to do this. And and I think it was very mature. And and he wasn't just like no explanation, like, I gotta go. Like he gave a very, very detailed explanation of why.
0: The next morning we see um, um, Tasha, sitting at a table set for two with champagne in front of her it was very clearly like the bachelor producers trying to be like sit alone at breakfast looks sad and then I'm like why are they doing this to her and then Rachel shows up to have brunch with her so clearly the setup was for her and Rachel but they very much made it look like she was just sitting there depressed with champagne at nine o'clock in the morning which is fine so Rachel shows up and Tasha's like I need to talk to someone who's been there before I'm like okay Jojo was just here for 10 days but whatever then, as Emily and I predicted last week, we said Ben is probably coming back. And we then knew that Ben was coming back without even seeing him because Tasha expresses to Rachel that there was a guy she sent home that she had really strong feelings for, whatever. And I was like, okay, Taisha and Rachel probably sat there and talked for two hours and we're only seeing six minutes of it. And they chose to air the portion about Ben. So Ben is coming back.
1: Rachel literally today on Bachelor Happy Hour was, like, there was so much that they didn't air. She talked a lot about Brendan. There's like a lot that, that was talked about. So it's like, okay, they literally said, okay, no, we have two hours of footage. Are we going to show anything about Brendan? No. Are we going to show everything about Ben? Absolutely roll the clip. From that point, we're like,
0: okay, where is he? Where's the knock, knock, knock? So then we show them getting ready for the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. And I wrote that Brendan left and Ivan assumed the mock neck. It's like the salmon jacket of Hannah Brown season. Love that the turtleneck is being passed. Then we see a shot of a man's ankles with poorly fitting pants walking across the campus of the La Quinta. And no socks. And so we know it's Ben. He comes back and knocks on her door. Knock, knock, knock. And I really love Ben so much. Like, I feel like the way that you feel about Brendan in terms of like, Brendan is not your pick for Tasha, but he's who you would pick. That's how I feel about Ben. Like, I don't think he's a great pick for Tasha, but I love him. And so he shows up and how rattled she was by him showing up is how we know for a cold hard fact that she was never intimate because when Bennett showed back up she was like hey and then Ben shows back up and she looks like she has seen a ghost like she is very very rattled by it and he tells her that he loves her Okay, so if you are like Emily and are constantly trying to submit yourself for The Bachelor, Maybe the problem is you don't have a great headshot and we are here to help you with that and you won't have to use the shitty ones that ABC provides. So Kyle Watkins, friend of the pod, is a headshot photographer located in Jersey City with prime access to Manhattan and the rest of the tri-state area. His clients have gone on to book work on regional touring and Broadway productions as well as Netflix original series. He's now booking COVID-friendly studio sessions for the new year. Check him out at www.kylewatkinsphotography.com. Mention Don't Insult My Intelligence when booking For 10% off your headshot session. And if that last name sounds familiar, it is because his brother helped us recap a few weeks ago. They are both friends of the pod and awesome. So go support Kyle and book a headshot session.
1: Ben finally expresses how he feels, and I'm happy for him. However, all he does is say, I'm in love with you. And he doesn't explain why. He doesn't talk about what he loves about her. He doesn't like give anything else that we see that we see. Well, I'm not saying that. However, all I'm saying is we do see the other guys do it. I know that the show is so edited. I know that it's such an unfair cut, but I will say it still, to me, seems like he doesn't fully know how to express himself. And he doesn't express himself as Fully. Like, we just watched Brendan pull his entire heart out, pour his entire heart out about all of his feelings, even though he was
0: leaving, versus we watched Ben just say, like, I'm in love with you. One thing that I really did like about Ben in this conversation was that he acknowledges that him coming back is unfair. And the reason I say that is because I feel like sometimes, like, even with Bennett a couple episodes ago coming back... I feel like sometimes contestants who are eliminated, who ask to come back for a second chance, whatever, I feel like sometimes they don't acknowledge that they're not playing by the rules. They're just like, oh, can I come back? And I appreciated that Ben was very intentional and very clear that he's like, I'm I'm sorry to upset you. I know you sent me home. And he says, like, I wasn't expecting her to keep me. I just needed her to know how I felt
1: which yeah it's totally fair and like we said last episode it was unfair to be like well how do you feel when he was already eliminated like he wasn't gonna say it then he was in
0: shock he said that to her which I also appreciated because she asks him something like why didn't you tell me sooner and he's like you just broke up with me I didn't want to be like don't break up with me because I love you I'm glad that he acknowledged that a he was being unfair by coming back but also that she had placed an unfair expectation on him
1: So she invites him to the rose ceremony, which makes sense because Brendan is gone. Technically there would be three guys at the rose ceremony. So she invites Ben and basically they show up. Ivan shows up first, Zach, I almost called him Nick. Zach shows up second, and then Ben rolls in, and and Ben is just like beaming, which I totally get. He's excited, but I felt really bad for the other guys because they're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like they were like, "What is going on?" So I I did feel bad as much as I'm like, I know he's excited. I know that like he can't contain it, but he was a little bit like he was very confident going in.
0: Basically, they the rose ceremony starts, and uh, she the, before they even start handing out roses, she pulls Ivan to go talk. And her and Ivan go to talk, and she basically sends him home mid-rose ceremony. And all that we really get on it is that during the fantasy suite, because as we know, because contestants have talked about it in the past, like fantasy suites kind of have a sexual connotation, but at the same time, they are a time where couples get to talk about stuff that they just don't necessarily want filmed. So a lot of times people use it to talk about... Religion, politics, like all sorts of stuff that they don't necessarily want aired on the show. So what we gather is that in the fantasy suite, Taysha and Ivan had some kind of conversation about religion and that their religious ideals just don't align. And Taysha, from what I was gathering about it, it's that Taysha is very religious and Ivan is not.
1: Okay. I honestly think at this point, she knew she was going to pick Zach and they wanted to stir the pot a little bit more because Ben came back and Ben had to quarantine to come back because COVID so like they knew Ben was going to come back so I just think it was all kind of I don't think he ever left no he never he definitely never left because yeah uh, like how would he so I feel like it was all a producer thing where they were like well you know you're going to choose Zach you know you're not going to choose Ivan so let's like stir the pot a little bit have like a separate breakup have like a thing happen And it just felt sad to me because I love Ivan and everyone loves Ivan. And I just felt for him. But I I think the religion thing is totally valid. It just felt very
0: like, wait, what is happening? Like, what do you mean? That's kind of the tricky thing too about fantasy suites. Obviously these couples deserve time off air, before they make a commitment to get engaged. But at the same time, sometimes it's tricky with this show when conversations happen in the fantasy suite and then they affect things that happen after because we're not privy to that conversation. Basically, her sending Ivan home now leaves Ben and Zach C as the top two, which this is where I want to talk about our good friend, Reality Steve. Because as we've talked about, we are a spoiler-free podcast, but that being said, now that... You all know that Ben and Zaxie were the top two. I want to go over a string of events with reality Steve. So about a month ago, Reality Steve comes out and says, Zach and Ben are top two. She picks Zach. So he called it right like a month ago. Then he doubles down. Da- he or er, not doubles down. He goes back and he goes, mm, just kidding. Brendan and Zaxi are top two. She picks Zach, they get engaged, it doesn't work, now she's hitting up Brendan. Okay, so then that floated around for a while. Then he posted something else, basically saying that he had no idea what was going on. Then, after last night's episode, he posts a string of tweets that say, the finale is not released ahead of time to media, just so you know. My guest today was wrong. Tasha sends Ivan home at the final three rose ceremony, making Ben and Zach her final two. Had a hard time believing she'd keep Ben over Ivan, only to eliminate him just days later, but that's what she did. Both Ben and Zach meet her family. She eliminates Ben after the family meeting. Zach is the only one who is there final rose ceremony day. She picks him as originally reported, and I'm pretty sure they're engaged and still together. Woo. Go to bed, Tasha. season. You're done. Now, here's my thing about reality, Steve. First of all, his sources are fucking with him at this point. They just keep feeding him theories and seeing what he's dumb enough to tweet without any kind of backup. But second of all, this man's only job is to spoil The Bachelor. That's it. That's his only job.
1: And he's not doing a good job. And when you said he was like, I have no idea what's happening. Just say that from the beginning, babe. If you don't know what's happening, just admit it. Like, it was so embarrassing. He kept being like, but now she's with Brendan. Like, no, she's fucking not. Like, you're just- being stupid and it's i mean i get annoyed with him because i am such a spoiler bitch and i love looking at spoilers
0: i kind of like though that this season went unspoiled for the most part oh i love it oh i love it i'm so happy i like spoilers the thing with spoilers for me is it's like christmas presents like i want to know what everybody got me but then i'm pissed when i'm not surprised
1: Absolutely. I always look at the spoilers. And then when I watch, I'm like, fuck, why did I look at the spoiler? Like, I hate that I do it, but I do it every time.
0: Well, the good news is that reality Steve's doing a terrible job. So you get to keep being
1: surprised. So basically, it's Zach and Ben, which is interesting because Ben was like fourth and now he's second, but it's like, it is what it is.
0: Well, Kelly was fifth and now she's dating Peter. So,
1: so true. I mean, yeah, this franchise doesn't make any sense. So Ivan goes home. Sad. And then they go to meet the families
0: to meet Tasha's family. And I actually really didn't have a lot of notes for tonight's episode. It was pretty great. Like it was a good episode. Taisha's dad literally could not hate this franchise more. Like he hated it when Col- he met Colin. He was like, Colin's a jackass. And Tasha was like, but dad. And he was like, no, he is. But daddy, I love him. Literally. And then you know that her dad just didn't even watch Paradise. He just couldn't even watch it. I wouldn't watch either if she ended up with JPJ. I'd be like, okay, pass. So then now Taisha's dad uh, is an icon. I remembered him from Colon season because he's so iconic. We start with Ben meeting her family. And I was cackling when Taisha explained Ben to her family and how she sent him home and he came back and all that stuff. And she could tell that her dad like didn't really love that. And so then when Ben comes in, the first thing they sit down, she goes, so Ben, where did you go to college? And he goes, I went to West Point. And her dad's like, West Point, nice. Because that's exactly the shit I do with my own father. If I just want him to approve of something, I just start with something basic. Like, I'm like, hey, dad, like. Did you know that my boyfriend also drinks beer? And my dad's like, "Ah, Aw, Budweiser, awesome."
1: Yeah, obviously her parents are kind of skeptical. Her brother is like, "Why do you leave? <laughs> Why do you come back?" Her brother's like, "I don't get it." Honestly, like they they liked him fine. The thing that got me was when Ben goes, "Yeah, I bet you heard she dumped me last week." And they all sat there in silence like <laughs> and I was like oh no like I felt the oxygen go out of the room and it was just like so awkward where they were trying to like he was trying to make a joke like I totally got his intention where he was like am I right ladies table three knows what I'm talking about and table three was did not know what he was talking about and table three was like we don't check like we have no idea
0: table three was a bunch of
1: straight guys at a drag show so he was trying to make a joke it did not land with the fam the conversations from then on were fine they they were like Ben seems cool he seems nice the thing with Ben and I said this earlier is that we talking talking to both of the parents all he says is I'm in love with your daughter and I'm like we want more,
0: tell me more. And again, could totally be a cut, but it's like, what what is more? What is more? Yeah, especially when you put it side by side with the conversations that Zach was having. He talks all about how he's like, I know, you know, Tasha like respects you and you put her through private school and you've always done what was best for her. And 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 it's like Zach made it very clear that he knew about her family and he had been told about her family and all this different stuff that we'll get to, but um, the conversations were just much more personal with Zach and her family.
1: And again, it could have been an edit because they were like Zach wins. So let's show more of Zach, but it just felt very flat. It just felt very like I'm in love with her and that should be enough. And it was like, but Ben, like, I love that you love her, but that isn't necessarily enough. Like prove to me that, you know, her Prove to me that you love her Prove to me that, you know, about her family, about what she likes. Like, and that is something that I missed from Ben meeting the family that I saw later with Zach meeting the family.
0: So it ends with um, a little producer interview with Tasha's dad, where he says, I went from being doubtful to I'd give him a chance, which from Tasha's dad, who's a hard ass. I was kind of like, okay.
1: Although did you see the clip of Tasha's dad on the scooter? Cause I have never seen more joy in a person. I mean, he looked happier than a toddler on Christmas. I mean, he was just killing it. So he's on that scooter. Like, I love it here. The La Quinta, my favorite place. But other than that, I mean, he hates this franchise. They,
0: they paid for that scooter for him. And that's about as far as he'll let his gratitude go. Their date ends. That's fine. Then we move on to uh, Zach meeting her family the next day. It was all great. But him talking to her dad, part of the conversation that I thought was really beautiful was when he was like, definitely blowing smoke up her dad's ass but that's what you do when you meet your partner's parents so like it's fine um and he didn't do it in a way that was like obnoxious but that's what he was doing and he basically was talking about how he knows how close Taysha and her dad are and how her dad has set um the bar really high for him and he's and then he says something that was really cute he was like but that doesn't scare me it makes me excited like like, I want to meet that. Her dad wanted so badly not to smile at all, but he kind of like, he kind of like try like he
1: almost smiled like a few times while talking to Zach, which was like such a sign too, because during Ben's interview, I mean, again, like Ben is fine, Ben is great, but he's sitting there just like, I can be stone-faced, I don't care. Talking to Zach, he was like trying not to smile. He was like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm very serious.
0: <laughs> they have a really sweet conversation. And then we move into- Tasha's dad visiting Tasha. Tasha's dad visits Tasha and says that he doesn't want her to make a mistake uh because she's been hurt before, she's been married before. So we get this kind of weirdly elusive conversation between Tasha and her dad of like I don't want you to get hurt. And she's like okay, so then we go into her final date with Zach. It's really cute dancing date. They just learn a to dance together. It's cute. It's sweet.
1: They like learn a wedding dance. And because Taysha has had this conversation with her dad, she's like paranoid. And she's like, I don't know if I want to get married. And then Brendan is watching at home. Like, oh my God, I missed my chance. And then they're dancing. And Taysha is like kind of like in a weird space. But like the thing about Zach and the thing that I love about Zach is that he can always bring her out of it. So they're dancing and she's like, I feel awkward. And he's like, Stop. Like, just look at me. Like, it's fine. It doesn't matter. And they're just, like... He just, like, brings her out of her funk, which you know who knows how real it is but it feels very real it was just cute I mean it was just like a cute thing and you can tell that like he's not just like a good guy who's like nice and sweet but he's also like a fun guy he's making her
0: laugh they're having a good time I always love the dates the last dates when it's the final two and it's not like a formal dinner portion it's usually just them hanging out which I always think is nice they're hanging out and she acknowledges the fact that she was in a funk earlier in the day and he asked her why and she said you know like I talked to my dad this whole thing is just kind of getting in my head a little bit like and you can tell she's just like very getting very much getting in her own head about it and getting in her own way and he basically is like I'm not marrying you because of your job you could stay home with the kids you could be a waitress I don't care like if it makes you happy do it so it just becomes very clear that Zach I hate to use this like bachelor trope but like Zach is in it for the right reasons like he cares about her and like He wants to make her happy, regardless of what that entails. He loves the heck out of her. And he brings out, and she said this earlier
1: in the episode, she's like, I just think Zach like brings out the best in me. I mean, he does. He brings out happiness. He brings comfort. Like, I just think he brings so much. And at this point, it was like
0: 930. And I was like, there is
1: no way she's about to have a date with Ben. We don't have time for it. And
0: And then we didn't. (laughs) <laughs> but then basically, um, I think the last thing to touch on with Zach's day is that they have a toast to celebrate Zach being nine years sober, which is great. And she gives this little toast about him being such a wonderful man and being so strong and great and whatever. And they cut to Zach and I literally got teary eyed. They cut to Zach looking at the camera with producers and he goes, I think she believes in me. And he looks shocked. And you can just tell that Zach has had, I mean, we know cause he's, he's told us his experiences, but he's had a really rough go of it. and. I think Taisha is like the first person probably, I'm putting words in his mouth here, but I think Taisha is probably one of the first people that's met him and heard his story and not passed any judgment on him. And you can tell how important that is to him and how special it is to him. And I literally got teary-eyed when he said that. I was like, that's so sweet.
1: I mean, it's like a TV show. It always feels weird to me to be like, they're soulmates, but like it's this pure, pure love where they were standing there. He's like, I think she believes in me. And then they're outside saying goodbye. And like, genuinely, like we said, the lead never says I love you when it's like, not just one person left. And she's like, I love you, Zach Clark. And it's
0: like, okay. I hate when people say full names though. It makes me feel very rom-commy. Like I really hate it. You know,
1: it's true. Cause we're like, he's Zach C.
0: <laughs> you look him dead in the eyes and say, I love you, Zach C, or I don't want it.
1: Can I tell you, my brother is Zach C and he watched this whole fucking episode tonight just because of Zach C. I mean, he hasn't watched a damn episode in this whole season. I said, and that's Zach C. And he said, his name's Zach C. Good name. <laughs> he stayed for the whole thing so they basically have this goodbye where you're like there is no way she's about to go on a date with ben not only because there's only 20 minutes left but also because of what just happened
0: ben doesn't stand a chance so she goes to his room the next day when they're supposed to have their date
1: but it's cut and she's wearing the same outfit she was wearing when her dad visits so it's like okay did she actually go the day before or did her dad actually visit the day after like they cut it weirdly It's either Zach's date happened first and they or and then the dad came after Or the dad came before she broke up with Ben before she even went out with Zach, but they didn't want Zach's date to be low stakes. So they tried to like, keep it, whatever. We don't know. They caught it weird.
0: She goes to Ben's room the day they're supposed to have their date. And you could tell he, he, you could tell he knew that it was wrong as soon as she showed up because they weren't supposed to meet yet, whatever. So she basically breaks up with him and. I think the most important thing she says is that she lost valuable time with him in the fantasy suite, which is when she really got to know these other guys. And it's actually funny that she said that because I had written down in my notes earlier, I thought that they were gonna give Ben a fantasy suite after he met her parents, because I was like, it really isn't fair to him. Like, obviously she's not gonna pick him. She's had way more time with Zach. Like she's had off camera time with Zach. why would she pick Ben when she's literally never been alone with him off camera? So, I really thought that they were going to give him a fantasy suite before after he met her parents. And I think that if Taisha had expressed she might pick Ben, they probably would have. But I think at that point she knew she was picking Zaxi. She said to producers she was picking Zaxi, and that's why Ben just didn't even get one.
1: You know, maybe it would have been good for Ben to have a date, but I just think Tasha knew, and I. I And I'm honestly, I love when they don't make the runner up, get down on one knee. I hate, I hate when they make the runner up, get down on one knee and be like, you are the love of my life. And then they get down and they're like, okay, so basically
0: I'm choosing the other person. It's so basically, again, if you haven't watched older seasons of the show, typically the top two guys both meet Neil Lane. They both pick out a ring. They both show up to the proposal site. The guys have said in the past, like I know Blake Hortzman did interviews after Becca Kufrin's season. And he said, they were like, did you know you were going home? And he was like, I had an idea because it was too early in the day. Because if you're, if you're the winner, they put you closer to sunset. Cause then your engagement is at sunset and it's all this stuff. He was like, if you are not the winner, you show up there earlier in the day. He was like, so I had a feeling that I did not win. He was like, but you just hope and you show up and you do the thing anyway and hope that you're wrong. It It is brutal. Like I remember Blake's was heartbreaking and like, JoJo showing up to Ben and being like I love you so much you're the love of my life you're my best friend I want to spend forever with you and Ben's like okay I picked someone else like and it's not the lead's fault it's the way the show is set up
1: I remember like Allie's season Allie's season is now on Netflix I highly recommend people watch it because it's like one of my favorite seasons ever it's it's older but she did the thing that Taysha did which is she hung out with Roberto who she chose she's not married to him now it doesn't matter she chose Roberto she hung out with him in the day and then she was supposed to hang out with Chris and she she said you know what I just never want this to end with Roberto I'm gonna go to Chris and I'm gonna tell him how I feel and she goes and she ends it with Chris and I Chris in interviews was like I just respected her so much for not making me like propose (laughs) and Allie said she was like they didn't want me to do it they were like I they didn't want not want me to go to Chris they wanted me to stick it out whatever and she was like I just couldn't she was like I didn't want to I knew who I wanted and it wasn't fair to Chris to do that and like I always respect them so much when they don't
0: make two people propose. It's so awkward. Taysha has done that a few times this season. Um, She did that, I think, with Riley by pulling him out separately and not sending him home in a rose ceremony. She did it again with Ivan. She didn't just not give him a rose. Like she pulled him and had a full conversation with him about it. I think that some of the more strong-willed leads like Taysha and people like that are just kind of like, no, I'm not doing that. She had this full conversation with Ben. And I think... What's great about it too is like something that's so fucked up when you have the runner up also propose, whether they win or not, this person made it to your top two. Like Tasha cares for Ben and it is still a breakup. And like in seasons past, like Ben dumping JoJo, like he told JoJo he loved her. Like he very much cared for JoJo. And I think there's something kind of fucked up, well, really fucked up about the fact that you send a contestant there, make the lead break up with them, and then a half an hour later, they're proposing. Like, it's such a range of emotion. And I love that Taysha was able to end her relationship with Ben probably grieve it for a couple hours, be upset about it. And then the proposal day was just about her and Zach.
1: And and for Ben's sake, I mean, it's like, you don't want to make this person get down on one knee. And then they're like, okay, stand up because it's not you. It's always sad. It's always awkward
0: and nobody wants it. And Taisha doesn't want to deal with it. So yeah, then we see Zach go pick out his ring with Neil Lane. And then he shows up to the proposal site him and Tasha exchange beautiful little vows to each other. It was a lot of platitudes. It was a lot of like, I will love you forever until our, our bodies return to the dirt, like kind of stuff like that. And I was like, mm, okay.
1: It was like 9.40 and I was like, they have 20 minutes left. Like, how are they going to fill this? Little did I know that Zach was going to take 45 minutes with his proposal. And then she, <laughs> the producers are so fucked. She's like, I love you, but- and then they paused for like 18 minutes. And then she said, I'm also in love with you. And I was like, I was literally
0: about to shit myself, miss. She's like, I love you, but I've invited Noah to the rose ceremony. But basically, yeah, they exchange beautiful vows, they get engaged, they ride off in a cardboard taxi. And it was Aliyah and I were laughing our asses off because I was like, imagine
1: if Zach had not won and Ben had one, and then Zach had to leave and then pick up the taxi and walk away by himself where it says just engaged and it's just Zach and Taisha is still standing there. And then they pass Ben's car coming so that Ben can propose and win. And Zach is carrying a cardboard taxi
2: In quarantine, my dear friend Cal has created an amazing business that is so much fun if you're looking to have a fun night with your pals. A Cocktails with Cal virtual happy hour is a new and fun way to spice up catching up with your friends while we are remaining socially distant. Cal is an amazing bartender. I know this. He has made me many drinks in my lifetime. And he will teach you on your session how to create two handcrafted cocktails. He will demonstrate how to make them and he will give you a recipe sheet so you have everything you need to make them and then he will give you some time just to gab and catch up with your pals while we're all staying safe and socially distant out here. He has many different offerings for different sizes of groups from two people to 20 people. He's got you covered. You can check out his Instagram page at cocktails.with.cal for more information on how to contact him to schedule your virtual happy hour.
0: So Tasha hosts a podcast actually with Grocery Store Joe and used to be Hannah Ann, but now Hannah Ann is Martha Stewarting. I don't know what she's doing, but did you see that th- she was at the La Quinta this season and they did not air her? So, yes. Yes, I was going to discuss that. Hannah Ann Gate, she was at the La Quinta. She was spotted at the La Quinta at the same time that Becca Kufrin was because that was when the rumor was flying that they were going to do some kind of Bachelor in Paradise style thing. And that's why Hannah Ann and Becca Kufrin were there because it was going to not just be Tasha as the lead. There was going to be three different leads. This was a rumor floating around for a while, but So then once it was confirmed that Tayshia was going to be the only bachelorette, they weren't going to do that weird thing. Then people were like, oh, Hannah Ann must help host a date. She must do something like that. And then we never saw her. So whatever she did there, didn't air. But basically, Tayshia hosts this podcast called Clickbait. I guess on one episode, they were like interviewing. It wasn't, I think it was Natasha Parker, maybe, but they were interviewing and the question was like, could you ever date someone who's sober? And it was when Hannah Ann was still on and Hannah Ann was like, no, like I, like I, I like to party and I like to drink. She's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude. I just don't think that my lifestyle would be healthy for someone in recovery. Like she was very honest about it. And Tasha was like, yeah, I could date someone who's sober. And at the time, like it didn't, matter to anybody and then we learn that zach is sober and all this stuff so then it was kind of like okay she kind of like out of it a little bit but
1: well that's like also her thing where she was on ellen and ellen was like "Who's husband material and she was like zach c and ellen was like if you don't choose zach that sucks <laughs> like, i agree i think zach of all of them was the most ready to be a husband i think ben and brendan and 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 I think Ivan was ready to be a husband too, but I think a lot of them were ready to be a boyfriend, but I think Zach was ready to be a husband.
0: I think it's just funny that she's kind of given little hints over the course of her press tour and stuff like that, that it was Zach. But at the time when she, you know, Hannah Ann hasn't co-hosted that podcast in months. Hannah Ann literally co-hosted three episodes and then was like, I don't know.
1: Dude, Hannah Ann is 20 years old. She's like, I gotta live.
0: That's it. That's all she wrote for Tasha's season. Tasha and Zach have done an interview with people. So I guess they're still together, which was a speculation because reality garbage Steve planted in everybody's brain that they got engaged and then broke up which is not the case and it never was the case reality Steve just sucks
1: I do hope that they'll do like a 15 minute segment on Tasha and Zach during Matt's season I do want to know how they're doing I don't want it to be long,
0: but I want to know like how are you I guess I just feel like I get all my information from social media. So I'm like, I'll know how they're doing because I'll see it. Speaking of um, Bachelor Nation, before we sign off, I think the big news of this week was that Lauren and Ari are having twins, which congratulations to them. But that's my absolute nightmare. That's my worst nightmare.
1: I mean, yeah, whatever. I don't. Ari? Who's
0: Ari? Like I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. They're really cute. I really was, I'm a Becca Kufrin stan. And so when Ari's season ended, I like hated them because I just felt that like Becca was so wronged. But the longer that their relationship has gone on, I actually really like Lauren and Ari and I think they're really cute.
1: Yeah. I just like, don't like Ari from Emily's season. Like he always has been snaky to me. So snake vibes, but like, no, I'm so happy for them. I mean, I love that. They're very cute with their baby. They're very cute together. And I bet that they'll be very cute with twins sounds like hell anyway thank you all so much for listening like we said follow our instagram at don't insult my podcast and subscribe don't insult my intelligence so that you can get all the updates on our giveaway please leave a review if you are able Only if it's positive, because
0: not just if you're able, leave a review, it's going to up your chances in the giveaway. If we see that you've given a review, also make it nice. Otherwise I'm not picking you. If you leave a bad review, there's no way you're winning the giveaway. Are you serious? We're going to cheat. Let's enjoy our two weeks off before Matt James season. Everybody rest up, hydrate. We'll be back January 5th for our recap of Matt James first
1: episode.